Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old from California, personal development junkie. I'm a loan officer by day, podcaster on the weekends. I've always loved listening to podcasts. My personal development journey started early in high school when my ex broke up with me, and I just didn't know how to handle it. So I googled how to get over your ex, and I went and saw all these articles about personal development and really working on yourself. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. And I got into one podcast. It all started with the School of Greatness with Lewis Howes, and then I just started to spiral and see Tony Robbins and just see everything and see everyone and listen to Angie Lee. And I've always wanted to start a podcast, but I've always gotten my own way. So I pushed it off for a couple years, and then I got furloughed from my job back in April. And I decided, you know what? Now's the time. It's either going to happen now or it's never going to happen. So I just did it, and I started. And I post. I sent all these DMs to so many different people. I thought so many people were going to say no. And to my surprise, a lot of people said yes. So I ended up overbooking myself, doing three to four interviews a day for the first couple weeks. Was furloughed for ten weeks and really maximized on that time and just did a ton of interviews. And it's been incredible getting to interview so many different people from so many different walks of life and just hear about their struggles and how they were able to overcome them and reflect back on their twenties. I've interviewed such a variety of people, from therapists to a chef who called off her engagement and called in the one, to a singer, to multi seven figure entrepreneurs, to a real estate investor who retired at twenty seven and is making over five figures of passive income every month. And it's been so incredible to hear these stories and these unfiltered conversations, and just being able to ask any question that I want. And if there's one thing I want you guys to get out of this podcast, it's just to really live full out because you never know when, you never know if you have tomorrow. We really only have today in this moment, so might as well just live full out. If any of these topics resonate or any of the episodes resonate with you, I would really love if you would leave a review and share it with a friend who you think it might resonate with. Today's guest is Francisco. I loved interviewing him. We talk about being a champion for others, his tips for mindset, as well as how he was able to not let being differently abled affect his identity and still be able to achieve all the things that he wanted to achieve, and so much more. So let's get started. And how long have you been on your journey of、um, personal development? I think、um, the answer would be. Since I was born, right? Because being born with a physical disability has kind of put me in a position where I kind of had to find my identity and my purpose early on. And for me, one of the biggest things that has kind of unlocked my potential has been not only people, people investing in me, their time, their wisdom, and everything, but also in Seeing life as this journey of discovery and of opportunity, right? I can't control the fact that I was born with a disability, but I can control that I smile every day, that I practice gratitude, that I root and champion for others, and that I that as I go along this journey, there really isn't a failure in life. If anything, life is either you win or you learn, right? Either you kind of keep that momentum going. That you've already established, or you take a step back 
and you reflect on what's going on and how you can improve yourself. So I think self-development has been kind of an important part of, of my life early on, but I think it kind of took shape right after, after graduating with, with my bachelor's degree and saying like, what do I want my career to be? What do I want to do? And with all this education and all the time that I invested in it, how can I take all this that I've learned and really create something that goes beyond me? Because at the end of the day, my time on this earth is limited. All are, all of us are, but if we create something that's bigger than us, that's about kindness and empathy and gratitude, then you've done something that will far outlive any lifetime. You may ask when you got, when you, how would you like detach your identity from, you know, being differently abled? How would you not let that consume you and take over like your identity? It's a great question. And one that I've kind of, you know, pondered a lot about because it could be easy for me to pity myself every day. Right. It could be like, why didn't I get that? job opportunity or why wasn't I a guest on something right it, it it's always that question of what if what if what if but that's all outside of of my control and you know one of the things that I like to say is being born with a disability has shaped my perspective in life and that's something that I'm really grateful for but I define it it doesn't define me like it's it's just a part of my life it's shaped my perspective it's given me you know, a couple has made me roll with the punches because of pun, got inserted pun because you have to have a sense of humor as you go along this journey of life. So I think it's, it's a question that, you know, comes up in my head often. And I think the way that I try to think about it on a deeper level is as, you know, kind of stop that that cycle and ask myself like what is one thing I'm grateful for today what is one thing that I'm looking forward to because then I'm looking towards vision and possibilities and opportunities instead of focusing on something that at the end of the day is is still going to be there and is there anything that's really helped you maybe people in your life or any resources that have really helped you with, um, with your challenges and just really helped you with your mindset. Definitely. I would say one is having a strong support system from, from my family and my, my parents and my family and how they've taught me that, you know, I've, I've kind of touched upon it, but yes, I have this physical disability, but it, it really doesn't, prevent me from doing anything if anything I have to find new and creative ways to do things so it doesn't really stop me at all and in fact in in a way it's kind of fun right that I've kind of you know I remember when I was in in college I kind of knew different shortcuts and different ways to get to places because I had to but I could also be anybody in a race because being in a wheelchair going downhill could be anybody so it's, um, you know, one is my family, my parents, and how they taught me to never look at myself as different, but differently abled, right? And, and that's, I can do everything. I just may need to do it a little differently or with a little help from my friends. And also it's been kind of 
taking an introspective look and, and reflecting a lot in life. I think we, you know, when you, when you ask why, right, one of my, one of my big things is that my why is to reshape what it means to live and thrive with a disability, to empower others to live life with self-acceptance and courage. And for me, that journey of self-acceptance wasn't the easiest, but I think it's, you know, kind of sometimes when we face things head on, we realize that they aren't as scary as we once thought they were. So definitely my parents and being very vulnerable and very empathetic, even though a lot of people, you know, they see from here up, like, yeah, I'm in a really cool wheelchair that's like carbon fiber and only weighs like 10 pounds. But like whenever I'm like in a conversation with someone, like I'll be like, do you have any questions? Is there anything that's on your mind? Because I understand it's not, you know, people, it, it isn't their, I know it's in their head and it's not something they're like, oh, it's, it might offend him or he might not take it right. But it's like, it's, it's my life. It's what I've known the entirety of my life. And for me, it, it isn't anything if what I'm doing is creating an environment where we can have open and honest communication, then that's what allows growth. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it could be hard for other people to want to ask questions, you know, cause we don't want to offend. Is there something that we could do better or is there something that any suggestions you have? For uh, I think, um, you know, it's important to think that each and every person with a disability is entirely different. My perspective of being very open and very honest may not be how somebody else is. So it's hard, you know, I, what I can talk from is from, my own experience, you know, for example, one of the things I've done throughout my life is I've, I've spoken about how I've navigated life and what I've done. And I've shown individuals like my motivational speaking videos. And then the next question they ask me, so can I ask you about your disability? And I'm like, you just watched a half an hour video of me like talking about it. Why, why would I be afraid of, you know, why, why, would I, why wouldn't I want to answer a question about it? And for me, I think it's, that any person with any disability, whether it be, you know, physical or, or non-visible, it's, it's about kind of creating that environment where you can have that communication. And when you, end, and when you ask questions from a perspective of genuinely wanting to know, the other person can sense that. And that's what's so important, right? When you, I think it's, it's not about like, what is your disability? But I think there are different ways that we can ask that, right? Like, what are some of the challenges that you faced in your life and what did you learn from them? Because that is a question where you can still get an answer and you can still start to see the perspective of a person, but it's not perceived as a, like, an uncomfortable question. And what are some things that helped you on your path to self-acceptance? I think, as, as I touched on, I think it was being very open and honest and it call 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 me a little bit like like kind of like out there but for me like I remember my first year of college back in 2012 and I'm from I'm originally from Puerto Rico and I went to college in Rhode Island and if you know anything about the weather of Rhode Island and Puerto Rico two two completely two completely different worlds right so not only was I going to a new place new weather but I was also going to a place where I didn't know anybody right like I kind of had met my professors and some people during orientation but that that wasn't like you know like deeper 
level connections. So I remember like just like looking out and seeing like a thousand people that I, that I didn't know, but I wanted to know and I wanted to get to know them. And one of the things that, that I did was I put on a public speaking event to speak about, um, what is it? Um, it was, the name was, um, um, like finding my purpose. Like that was like the name of the event. And I remember a couple, an hour before the event, like the, the room that I had booked with, with the help of like the, the staff and the people at the university was entirely full. And I was like, wow, this is so powerful that a lot of these people that I didn't know wanted to know my story and what I had been through and what I had gone through. So, you know, part of it was, was verbalizing and being open about my challenges and my vulnerability and all these different things that I had faced throughout my life. And I know not everybody, you know, <laughs> their first, their first thought will be like, Oh, let me go up on stage and, and speak about my life. But there, there's different ways that, that we can do that. Right. Whether it be through a journal that I, I journal like every day. And I like to, you know, ask myself questions like, what am I grateful for? What was one thing that was really challenging today? And how can I improve how I'm reacting to different things that are going on in my life? I think it's so important to take an, an introspective look and to constantly kind of be asking why, right? It's such a simple, it's such a simple question, but a question that can yield so many different insights and nuggets. And you're into motivational speaking as yeah, well. Is yeah. It? I, and how'd you get into that? Um, Part of it was to, I think I've always been very passionate about creating an environment of inclusion, an environment of celebrating diversity in its, in different, in its different ways and different shapes and different forms. So that was kind of like the driving force behind it. But I think the, the larger lesson that I've kind of like, kind of had like an epiphany, epiphany on is that our lives are made richer by the people we meet and the stories we hear. And that's what's so powerful. There's so many people in my life who I admire and who inspire me. And they're not motivational speakers. They're not, you know, any well-known figure, but they just live their lives authentically and genuinely. And they look to serve and to empower others. So for me, it was one, creating, you know, creating inclusion. And two, how can I serve others? And how can I be a catalyst for others? I, I don't think there's any greater joy in life than knowing someone has reached their potential or has done something better because of you. But at the same time, you're inspired and you're motivated by that person, right? Because there's this kind of like, I like to kind of refer them like as energy loops because like when you're surrounded by like go-getters and people who are just like optimistic and smiling, that's wonderful too. But it's also so important to support people along the way because we're not always going to be smiling. We're not always going to feel like we're on top of the world. And, and that's fine, right? It's fine to say, okay, today wasn't a good day, but tomorrow will be better. And the next day will be even better. And then the day after that. And it just becomes like, like a cycle of, it's kind of like, you, what you choose to become is what you start becoming, right? It's like those little choices that compound. And how do you prepare for speaking on stages? Do you have like a system? Do you write speeches? Do you practice? 
Yeah, it's a little bit of practicing. Like one, like I, I like to write all my all my speeches out, even though I never I never exactly go like, you know, from top to bottom, say exactly everything word by word. But the more you practice something and the more you you do something, the better you get out of it. I think too, it's always so enjoyable and such a treat to kind of leave space for on the spot brilliance or kind of like seeing and perceiving the crowd and the audience that you have and asking questions. I think with, with any speaking engagement you have, the more you can build interaction and the more you can make people feel a part of your story through those visual and sensory details, that's what makes it really powerful. So my what I do is I, I write it out and I practice them. Like I'll look at myself in the mirror or I'll just grab my computer and record myself. And sometimes I'll just be like, wow, that went so awesome. I think I can do this. Or sometimes I'll be like, oh, I said, um, too many times or said so too many times. And it's, it's little things, but and it's, and there's nothing wrong, right? Each of us has certain quirks, certain things that we do, like, when we're nervous and that's fine. But sometimes you can, when you're up on stage, you can even play a joke off that. Cause as humans, we all connect to these different things that we do, but kind of like motivate us and make us like us, which is awesome. And how do you, do you focus when you do speeches, you focus mainly on stories of you. How do you kind of like shift it back and forth from going to the audience to going on a story about you? How do you kind of, go back and forth yeah that's that's a great question i think one of the things is finding the stories that people can relate to right like that first day like for example that first day of college and being absolutely um not scared but absolutely like you're like oh boy what have i gotten myself into right and there are things and you can pose questions along the way as you're as you're telling the story because then the person will start thinking about their own story and what they've been through. So it's part of it is how you shape the story and how you position the story into it's allowing those through details, through sensory, through visuals, like, you know, like describing like the classroom that you were in or when you were walking towards, I don't know, a pizzeria, right? There's like different things you can do where a person can kind of be like, oh, I've been in a situation like that, or, oh, I understand how it felt to be out of my comfort zone and and uncomfortable and trying to figure out my own way through life. And I'd love to know, I know you're really active on LinkedIn. Do you have any tips for using LinkedIn? Any suggestions for someone who's new? (laughs) I remember when I started six months ago and the first question that popped into my head is like you know what value can I give what can I say that hasn't already been said and one of the things that I like to say is you can talk about your passions your values and your interests because ultimately whether in business or in life we like to work with those we can trust and how what better way to foster trust than revealing what drives you forward, what you believe in, what, what, what do you value in a person in in your life? Right. Because we kind of like the way I see is like when, when you work with someone, you work with the person, then the product and then the brand. 
right? But the person is always first. And if we, and one of my favorite quotes is from Bob, Bob Berg, the author of The Go-Giver, and I'm paraphrasing, but, but he essentially says, in whatever you do in life, what you're really offering is you. And that's so powerful, right? Because in whatever we're doing is you're showing who you are. So that's, you know, that's one, one tip is don't be afraid to touch on topics that are like leadership or mindset or gratitude. And two, comment and engage and, and be truly interested. My, my golden rule of LinkedIn is to comment more than two sentences when I'm commenting on someone's post and to see if, and if I can, to insert a question, to create a conversation. Like I, I was meeting a person for the first time and that's been so powerful. And three, champion and root for others. The more you highlight others and what they're doing and why you think they're such great individuals, man, that just opens the whole, the whole, the whole world. And lastly, if you're afraid to post, just commit yourself to one one time a week, just one time. And for me, in my own my own strategy was to do gratitude Sundays. And gratitude Sundays was where I would write an entire post about people who I had met that week and what they meant to me or what they taught me, whether it had be that I had directly interacted with them or I had seen their posts. And that's so powerful because not only was I giving them visibility into my network and to the people that I knew, but I was also getting access to their network and to their people. And each person has their different strategies and their different tactics. That's just something that worked for me. And I'm, I'm a big believer in showing who you are and doing it in such a way where you're expressing gratitude and kindness and empathy. What is something lighting you up right now? What is something lighting me up right now besides lights? I'm just Josh. <laughs> I think it's um, it's those unexpected moments and the belief that what that your life is one interaction away from completely changing, which is kind of both awesome and a little like really right. But if we think about you never know who you're going to meet and how they're going to influence you or how their story is going to profoundly impact your life. What is something that you're learning right now? What is something that I'm learning right now? I think the, the biggest thing that I think all of us have learned is kind of creating balance in our lives right now that we're working from home, it can kind of seem like we're working 24 seven nonstop. Like I find myself asking, what day is it? Today is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? It's like, so it's understanding how to build in those moments to pause, those moments to reflect, but even more so those moments to just be with family or with friends or with someone. And that it's not related to anything, right? It's just a moment where you can relax and, and just be yourself, right? I mean, we always are ourselves like in our professional roles, but I think we all need th- those moments to kind of take a step back and kind of be able to 
marvel and enjoy the little things in life because it's all about those small victories. Is there anything that's helped you establish more balance in your life? You know, because there can be like the tendency to want to work more or kind of be on 24-7. I think it's, you know, building, kind of creating like a, I'm a marketer at heart. So it's kind of like creating like a content calendar, but like a content calendar for your life. So like say like, say if you're, you know, for example, if you're like really active on LinkedIn, say today I'm going to be on LinkedIn only for 30 minutes or I'm going to comment only on on five posts but have something where you're measuring what you're doing and two kind of that you're creating accountability right have like your friend or somebody be like hey I've noticed you've been on I don't know doing something for like the past hour don't you think you should take a break I think it's always kind of funny like when you're in the car and it'll say like there's still like a picture of a coffee coming like take a break so it's kind of like just like creating like little things to remind you to to take a break throughout the day and kind of creating like a schedule it isn't necessarily having a like you know like a tight routine where like I have to be doing this this second and that the other second but kind of trying to create spaces for balance and say like you know after seven o'clock I'm not going to do this I'm going to do this other thing whether it be read a book writing my journal or something that's not related to you know what you do day in day out and who inspires you um there are many people who inspire me my my parents are you know chief among them I think having to raise a child with a disability or just raising a child isn't you know the easiest thing to do mm-hmm but to foster in me this belief that there truly are no limits in life. The only limits there are are the limits that I kind of like put on myself. And two, the person I kind of admire is I had the opportunity to see Sarah Blakely speak. And what was so Mm -hmm. awesome is there are two things she said that really inspired me about her speech. One of them was, you know, having a why that goes beyond you because self-doubt will be kind of this like energy that kind of creeps in day in and day out. But when you're doing something that goes beyond you, then you kind of find that inspiration, that fuel that keeps you going forward. And the second thing she said that really inspired me was business doesn't have to be war, right? There's in, in business and in life, there's, there's a whole host of opportunity to work together, to collaborate, and to create greater. And just because you may be in my same industry or doing the same thing doesn't mean that I can't refer you or I can recommend you or I can be a champion for you. And I think once we kind of have, you know, these mindsets and these kind of these mindsets, but also these perspectives, it's so powerful. So those are kind of a few of the people that inspire me. I think it's always to have a mix of people who are like business leaders who've kind of faced adversity and have kind of rised above it but also finding real life heroes right people that you know and that inspire you if you could go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self what advice would you give him (laughs) as a 26 year old there isn't too, too much back i can go but i think what i would tell myself is to to become more active and to be more involved. It was recently this year where I got like involved in emerging leaders of Tampa Bay, which is the young professional network of the chamber of commerce. And I'm also the marketing chair for 
the, the alumni board at my at the, my graduate university. And these different things, what they have allowed me to do is not only kind of put kind of put myself outside of my comfort zone, but they have allowed me to kind of develop, you know, my, my professional skills. But on a larger level, what it has done is that it has made me interact with people from, from different fields and to gain a different perspective and, and to grow as a person. So it's not just to be involved, but to be actively involved and to seek those different positions of leadership where you're kind of, yes, you may not know all the answers, but you will. And whether that means you, you have to ask for help or you kind of have to sometimes kind of see, you know, that you're being challenged and that it isn't going your way. But that's, that's what makes life such an incredible journey is that anything can change at a moment's notice. So that's, I think the biggest thing that I would tell myself is to, to get involved, but to get actively and deeply involved in your community and in, and in these positive movements where it's creating greater impact for others. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me as a guest. And honestly, for me, like, you know, if people want to connect with me on LinkedIn, my name is Francisco Garcia. If they want to connect with me on Instagram, it's vitamin Cisco. It's a play on vitamin C kind of get like positive energy and optimism. And for me, I, I always like to leave um, with my favorite quote, which is from A.A. Milne, the writer of Winnie the Pooh. And he said, you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.